Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Paul had a revelation on the Holy Ghost, and um, I want that revelation. I want the insight. I want to move. I want to move in God. I want to go to the places in the Spirit that He has for us to go. I want to have revelation on how to live. I want to know the ins and outs that, I, that God wants me to know so that everything that He's called me to do, I will accomplish. Amen? So, we're going to read, first of all, what Jesus has to say. And we look at these. And it's in red, so it's important. But you know what? Paul took it even further than Jesus did because he spent time with the Holy Ghost and he got revelation on what Jesus was saying here and about the gifts of the Spirit and what God has for us. And as I said over the next weeks, I want us to dive in to what the gifts of the Spirit are. And how they need to be in operation in the believer. Any believers in the house? That means the gifts of the Spirit can be used for all of us to step out in that so that we have the wisdom of God and we walk in the things of the Spirit. I think before I go any further in that, just hold your finger there and we'll look at 1 Corinthians 12. And then we'll go back to John. 1 Corinthians 12. I brought this up in the Bible study the other day. Verse 1. Now concerning spiritual, and the writer put gifts in there. It's the gifts, but it's spiritual. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And he's basically saying, I don't want you not to understand about being spiritual, what spiritual is. We know more about the flesh than we do about the spirit and how the spirit of God moves. I mean, it's not hard nowadays just to go, you can Google how the body works. You can Google and see where the organ is and where the heart is and where the liver is. I mean, there is so much information out there on the body. And we allow so many times the body to rule and reign in our lives. But Jesus is talking to us about something and Paul is talking to us about something and he doesn't want us ignorant of the things of the Spirit. He doesn't want us ignorant of the way the spiritual gifts operate, administrate, and move. He wants us to understand the workings of the Spirit of God and how they operate in the church and how they can operate in our daily life. Anybody want to know? We have really got to have a greater revelation on this. And so in John chapter 16, verse 13, and I'm going to be reading out of, well, we'll start with 12. We're going to, I'm going to be reading out of King James and out of the Amplified. Jesus said something interesting. I have many, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. He's telling the disciples, I've got a lot of things I need to say, but you can't bear them now. Well, I'm telling you what, he still has a lot of things to say, and we are now, because we're full of the Holy Ghost, 
we can now have the revelations and the insights of the Spirit of God. That's good news. We can understand that. Paul spent years operating and learning the operation of the Spirit of God. He went into many places in the Spirit to have revelation, to give to you and I, the church, so that we would know how to move and operate in the Spirit of God. So we're going to look at those things, but right now we're going to hear what Jesus has to say. So in verse 13 it says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now let's look at it in the Amplified. But when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth. This is how we find out what truth is. This is how we find out what the Bible says. This is how we find out in today's culture what is truth and what is not truth. So he's going to guide, the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into all truth, the whole truth, the full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce, declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. So he's given us, he's telling the disciples that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, is coming. He's coming into our lives. He's coming into their lives. And he has a voice. And the voice of the Spirit speaks. The voice, the Holy Spirit has a voice. And so many people say, I don't know the voice. I don't hear the voice of God. But Jesus said, the Holy Ghost has a voice. And if he has a voice, that means we can hear it right? It means we should be hearing the voice of the Holy Ghost, not just in services, not just when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, when prophecy and, and different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues is, is in operation. That's part of it because that's the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking through men and women, speaking to them. So he has a voice, but he has a voice that you and I need to understand. And one of the voices that he has is speaking in other tongues. And this is something that is so neglected in, in the church today. Tongues is one of the most supernatural things that you and I can do. It's supernatural. When you speak an utterance, when you speak in the Holy Ghost, when you're praying in tongues, that is supernatural. That is the Holy Ghost of God speaking to you and through you. And we have to understand the importance and allow the Spirit of God to flow through us. So many times we do not take time to pray in the Spirit. And I'm just going to say this. A little shubade is not going to get it. 30 seconds of praying in tongues isn't going to get it. Sometimes when we need to hear what God is saying in a situation, I was reading some things Brother Hagin was saying, and he was talking about praying in the Spirit. And he said, too many people don't spend any time in the Spirit, don't spend any time praying in the Holy Ghost. So they're unfamiliar with the voice of God. 
and they're unfamiliar with the Spirit of God. And we should make the Holy Ghost our best friend. That Holy Ghost must come into that place that we're just not praying just a little bit in the Spirit, but we're going after to find out the mind of God, to find out what Jesus is saying. Don't we need to know what the head of the church is saying? Then we need to spend time with the Spirit because Jesus said this is important. We need to understand that the Holy Ghost, he said in the Amplified again, he said he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come. This is what Jesus is saying. The Holy Spirit is here to announce to you the things in your life that are to come. Don't you think we ought to be paying attention to him? Don't you think he ought to be more important than what we think is important? That we spend that time in the Spirit, getting into that places? So Brother Hagin, one of the things he said, he said, you know, most people won't spend that time and hey, Brother Hagin was a prayer. I like Brother Hagin. He was a prayer, and he moved in the Spirit, and he moved in the things of God, and he saw signs and wonders and miracles. But he would spend hours praying in the Spirit, not because he didn't have other things to do, but he wanted the mind of God. He wanted to hear from heaven. You know, Paul said, don't be ignorant of spiritual things. Don't be ignorant. That means we can understand the things of the Spirit. And really, Jesus is telling us we should understand the ways of the Spirit. We should come into that relationship with the Holy Spirit to the place that we are listening, we are praying, and we are getting into that place that heaven heaven connects with you. And you pray out the plans and purposes of God for your life. Amen? We get in that place. Jesus said it was important for us to do. And he said, he said something. He said, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So he says, when we are in the Holy Ghost, and we're praying, and we're drawing on the Holy Ghost, it glorifies Jesus. It gives glory to Jesus, because then we're saying to Jesus, this is important. If this is important to you, then it's important to me. And we make it a priority. We put it in a position that we are spending time praying in the Spirit. You know, one of the scriptures in Isaiah says, you know, this is the rest that we get when we pray in the Spirit. With stammering lips, we're going to pray. That's what Isaiah said. And he says it brings us into a place of rest. Why? Because we're praying in the Spirit. We're praying out the plans. We're praying out the purposes of God. And we should be expecting that we get that interpretation that we get the understanding of what we're praying. Most of the time, we don't pray long enough. We kind of quit. We kind of say, well, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. Nothing's moving. Just keep praying. Let's keep pressing. Keep moving in there until you break through. Amen? So, Jesus is emphasizing here the power of, of the Spirit. Paul said in Ephesians 6, 18, 
praying always with all prayer and supplication. He said, praying in the Spirit. So he's emphasizing the Spirit, the importance of the Spirit. Paul said, you know, that I pray more than you all pray. He was a prayer. He spent time in the Holy Spirit to get the revelations of God so that he could, he could give it to the people so that they could have revelation of the things of God. And they would not be without knowing the things of God. And too many of us are coming up short in the answers we want because we're not taking that time to pray in the Spirit. You can pray on the way to work. You can pray while you are at work. You can pray in so many places and just allow the Spirit of God to come up out of you. doesn't have to be loud. You're looking for answers. Spend time in the Spirit. And I, you need to spend time at home. So the Holy Spirit is transferring to us. This is what he's saying. He's saying that the Holy Spirit is going to declare, he's going to disclose, and he's going to transfer to us. That's what the Amplified says in verse 14. So let's look at it. He will honor and glorify me because he will take up, receive, draw upon what is mine, and reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. That's a pretty strong statement. Now, look at this. If I was to pick up my phone and I was to call Australia, which is clear across the world, I'm going to connect. Why? Because there's a tra- somewhere in there's a signal, there's a transmitter. I don't know the technical names of all these things. But there's a signal that is going from my phone to that phone in Australia And there's something transmitting it so that when I speak, they're going to hear it wherever they are. We use our phones all the time. We are transmitting all the time when we pick up our phones. Well, what is the difference when Jesus is saying here, he's in heaven, the Holy Spirit is in us, the Holy Spirit is our transmitter from Jesus, Jesus speaks And the Holy Spirit is the transmitter that speaks to us what the head of the church is saying. That's what he's doing. He's transmitting to us. What we do is hang the phone up. We don't allow that transmission to take place. We stop too short. We get into that place that we don't go in there and seek out the wisdom of God to seek out what he's saying and allowing him to transmit. You know, when phones started going first overseas and we, oh, I mean, there was just days when a telephone had four lines on it. A lot of you probably don't remember that. But I remember that. And in those days, you know, it wasn't easy getting it. Don't look at me like that, Hezer. <laughs> In those days, you had party lines, and you, weren't, you couldn't always get on the line, you know, because somebody else was on the line. Yes, Hezer, this is true. It really did happen. <laughs> you know, we've come a long way since then. <laughs> but when, we're, when The Holy Ghost is transmitting, even though there may be a lot of signals out there and a lot of people praying. The Holy Ghost 
you're the only one on that line. You have a direct contact with Jesus. Amen? And he wants that used not just on an occasion. Our prayer language and our stepping into those places with the Holy Ghost should be an everyday occurrence. That is what's going to change the world. That's what's going to change. It's going to get us in a place that we'll get out of fret, we'll get out of worry, we'll have the answers that we need. You know, when I, when I want to know what God's saying, I go, I go to the head. Amen? Amen? I go to the head of the church. I want to know what Jesus is saying. Because the most important thing is what is Jesus saying. So he informed us, and he informed the disciples, and he is informing us today that this is very important. It was important Enough that Jesus took the time before he left and he told his disciples, it's very important. Get this. Paul got it. Paul got a revelation. I mean, how else did Paul go to the third heavens? He went by the Spirit. Well, you think that was just for Paul? I'm telling you, there's things we're missing out on because we don't know him like we should know him. We've got to get in that place that we understand the operation of the Spirit of God, that we understand how he moves and flows and how he, listen, to be the church that God wants us to be, we need to be flowing in the gifts not just out of the pastors, out of the people. I was teaching on Tuesday in my Bible study. I was teaching about the gifts. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came in. I said, okay, we're shifting. The Spirit of God just came in. I said, we're going to demonstrate. Yes, Sherrod, I'm going to tell on you. Because <laughs> it's so good. So when the Spirit of God came in, the first thing I, I did is I asked Brenda to come up, and I said, Patricia has a word for you. And so she gave her a word of knowledge and administered to her, spoke volumes to her, because it came because the operation of the Spirit of God was in that place. And she said several things to her. What she said doesn't matter. And then I asked Jordan to step up. And I said, Sharon, you've got a word for Jordan. I wanted to demonstrate that people, God wants to use people in the gifts of the Spirit. But we have to understand that, they, that God wants those gifts to operate in us and through us. So Jordan came up. And then Sharon came up. I'm not here to embarrass Sharon. She did a great job. You did a great job. <laughs> so Sharon stood there, and she stood there, and then she stood there. And I said, you have it, Sharon. That's it. You have it. Just encouraging her. I knew she had 
what she needed to give. And she did. But she was trying to figure it out in her head. And when she gave it, it was just a short sentence. And I'm doing this demonstration. <laughs> and she said, well, Patricia had a bunch of words. I just had a short sentence. There was a demonstration. It's not the amount of the words. It's what brings life to the person. It profited. And that's what the gifts are for. It's to profit the church or profit the people in the church. It profited Jordan. It profited Brenda. Amen? So there was a prophet, a prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, a prophet to what was being done by the Spirit of God. And they're lacking in the church because we get in our head. And we're in that place that we think, well, what can I say? I know none of you have ever said that. So we get in that, in that place that we think it's our wisdom that needs to come out or our knowledge. Come on, let's be real. Because you search your head, what do I have to say? Instead of asking, what does he have to say? What does the Holy Ghost have to say? The Holy Ghost can use anybody that yields to him and makes himself available to him, especially in the gifts. Of, of tongues, interpretation, prophecy, in those gifts, God wants to use us. He wants us to be available so that we can give a word of wisdom. We can give a word of knowledge. We can, we can encourage somebody, lift them up. It's not the amount of words, and it's not about what you say. It's about what the Holy Spirit is saying. That's, that's the key in operating in the gifts. And if we'll turn it around and get it out of our heads that it's what I have to say, that I have to come up with something, you know, when we get rid of the I and say this is about him, he picked you, he wanted to use you, then we, as we yield to him, then he's going to flow out of us. And one of the best ways is building yourself up in the Holy Ghost by praying in the Holy Spirit and become familiar with the voice of the Holy Spirit so that when he's ready to use you, you're ready because you've spent time with God and you're not giving your own knowledge and your own... I don't want to give uh, a word of wisdom that's Vicky's wisdom. That will do you nothing. It takes the wisdom of God. It takes the word of God. It takes, you know, the gifts of the Spirit operating in the fullness of what he has. So I shared this the other day. I'm going to share it again. So back at Calvary in the early days of me learning how to hear the heart of God, how to flow in the Spirit, how to move in God, you know, back in those days, the days that I thought I had to come up with something, and so it was a, I think it was a Sunday evening. We're at church, and Pastor and I were sitting on the front row, innocent. I was innocent. I just want everybody to know I was innocent. It's very innocent. Sitting there, I'm not thinking about saying anything. I'm not looking 
to do anything. I'm sitting in my seat and I'm listening. It's a good place to be in. And Alan Collis is up there and he's talking about what's going on in the church and everything. And I'm still just sitting on the front row and he just very casually from the pulpit and says, and Vicki Luther is going to receive the tonight's offering. My mouth dropped open. Like, he had to tell me to shut my mouth. <laughs> because I was in shock. I had nothing. In my head, I had nothing. I had not prepared. I had not prayed enough. You have to pray enough in my head. I had to pray enough to get up there. But I knew the Holy Ghost. And so I just sat there. I did not move out of that seat. And Alan Collis said a couple other things. And then he said, and then Vicki Luther's going to receive the offering. He's giving me an invitation to come up. I was not receiving the invitation. <laughs> I was sending it back. I just sat there. Finally, my husband said, you need to get up there. I did not want to move out of that chair. Because I am in my head. And I am thinking I have nothing to say. I wasn't thinking, God, do you have something to say? Would you like to say something here? I didn't check on that. I was in shock. And I got up there, and it flowed out of my mouth. I opened it up, and the Holy Spirit filled it. And my pastor came to me that week, and he said to me, he said, that was a great offering teaching. And he said, you made me give more money. <laughs> It wasn't me. The Holy Ghost was doing something. The Holy Ghost wanted to say something. The Holy Ghost wanted to move. I wanted to stay in the seat. But we have to break out of staying in the seat. We have to break out of our old self and let him flow through us because he wants to use us. And he's looking to the church that is filled with gifts and callings, that is filled with stuff on the inside that hasn't even been unpackaged or opened up yet. Gifts that are sitting there, you know, they're not getting stale, but I want to say they're getting stale because they're not used. God wants you to discover what's on the inside of you so that you can use it. One of the words of prophecies Brother Hagin said, in these last days, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the bride are going to be in the fullness. Well, hey, folks, we're living in the end of days. So we got to get these gifts out. We got to get the operation of the Spirit of God out, out into the open so that it sets people free. So it brings them into a place in the glory and the presence of God. Amen? Amen? That means we are going to have to surrender to the Spirit, let go and die to the flesh, 
and step into that place in the greatest way, spending time with him, getting to know him, it'll help you die to your flesh. It'll help you get out of your flesh. It'll move you into those places that God wants us in. Amen? So we're going we're gonna to look at the different gifts. And I believe that in, in, in services, we are going to have some demonstrations. Now, don't stay away on Thursday night. Because you think I might pick you. Because I'm telling you, I might. Because I will just do what the Holy Ghost says to do. Why? Because I am, I am going to get in there and I am going to help by the Holy Ghost to uncover those gifts. Amen. To discover, so you can discover who you are. I mean, we'll have teaching on the, on the power gifts. I'm expecting you to operate in them. <laughs> I think I'm making some people a little nervous here. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll have utterances. We'll have the power gifts. We'll have the revelation gifts. We're going to watch the fullness of them. We're going to see God move and see people get set free in your hands. Because who's doing it? Who's doing it? Who's doing it? Who's doing it? And who's he using? That side was pretty good. This side was a little weak. Who's he using? Who's he using, Hezer? Me. <laughs> I'm just having a little fun. But I want you to be in that place and know what? We're going to study this stuff. And if you study, because Jesus said, you know, he's going to come along. Let's, let's look at Mark 16. And we'll start with verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these things... And these signs, and these signs shall follow them that are apostles. Oh, not right? Prophets? Oh. Oh, them that believe. Who are believers? I want to see hands on the believers. I'm, don't keep them up. I want to make sure hands are up. Okay. So this is to y'all. Right? In my name, they shall cast out devils. Who's casting out devils? One of the things I read in the prophecies, I meant to bring it, that Brother Hagin said, in this last move of God, there is going to be amazing deliverances of casting out of devils. It's going to be a sign in the, of the last days. Who's going to be doing it? Volunteers, hallelujah, they shall speak with new tongues. I think everybody in here does, so they volunteer for that one. Everybody says, that's, that's pretty easy, I can do that. 
Casting out devils, not too sure about. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is a job of a believer, right? This is our job. This is what we do. This is who we are. I feel like I'm in a place I'm trying to convince you all. <laughs> this is who you are. We sang earlier who we are. This is who we are. We're a devil cast out. Boy, we don't like that sometimes. We don't want to be known as people that cast out devils. But when you've cast out a devil and that person gets set free, it's pretty exciting. Nothing, nothing greater than when you see somebody's totally delivered and set free. I'm not too wild about them when they manifest, but when they go, it's great. Hallelujah. Y'all heard that story, and I've had it more than once. I've had those things jump at me. I remember when we'd already started the church, and I was, uh, the, was still in Texas, and uh, this young man came to, a, came to the single service, and uh, he came up for deliverance, and I was like, take him to my office. So I took, had some people take him to my office, and I said, I'll deal with you after the service. I just knew there was going to be a manifestation of it, and I wanted to make sure Nobody freaked out in there and got free. And so I took him to my office. I had some people with me. And I looked right at him, and I saw it. And I, I took authority over it in the name of Jesus, and that thing jumped at me. Not thing, that person, but it was the spirit in that person. And so I took authority over it. The guys had to hold him so that he didn't attack me. And I took authority, and he got free. That thing left him. Amen. Total freedom. That he came to the office the next day with another young man and said, do the same to him. <laughs> I said, okay, let's go, God. But this is for believers. This is for all of us to be in that place, to know this is what God has for us. So... Verse 19, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth. Who went forth? The disciples, so the believers, and preached everywhere. The Lord working. The Lord working. Who is doing the work? And he is with them, right? The Lord is working with you. The Lord is working with each and every one of us in every operation of the gift of the Spirit. You are not in this by yourself. It is the Lord working with us. He is in that place, and it says, and confirming the word with signs following. So I believe as we teach on the gifts of the Spirit and we teach in those things, we're going to have some signs following. We're going to come into that place that we are trusting the Holy Ghost is our teacher and he's teaching us to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. So that we are Spirit-filled. We're supposed to be Spirit-filled people, right? That's who we are. That's who we're supposed to be. So then there should be demonstrations of the Spirit, right? He should be manifesting 
in us and through us. And as we get free of ourselves, that it's not about us, we're going to walk in a great freedom. We're going to walk in a great liberty. We're going to walk in a great place in Him. Amen? So one of the things I want y'all to do between now and next week, I want y'all to be praying more in the Spirit. Build yourself up. Get into that place that you begin to know Him. You have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That you're in that place that you are built up and you are ready. You're ready to step out. You're ready to step in. You're ready to get out of your head. And sometimes, you know, we, we just need to remove our head from us. <laughs> yeah, I know we can't do that. But I'm just saying, our mind can hold us in a place that God never intended for us to live in. A place of bondage. A place that puts us down. Instead of in that place, the Holy Spirit comes to build us up in our most holy faith. And he said, by praying in the Spirit. Praying in that place. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.